Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Mindong. I'm Mac Iguio. 82 days until March Madness begins. Yeah, um, it's past midnight. Technically, it's December 25th, so that means it is Christmas. Ah, Merry Christmas to everybody. Hope you guys get the gifts uh, you guys all want. Yes, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all. I'm, I'm feeling a little pretty festive right now in the studio, so I am keeping the lights off for now, but no, I'm just kidding. We're turning the lights on now, and uh, beautiful day here as always. Like like you said, just past midnight, and uh, believe it or not, we have not had an episode since Monday. So uh, we got a lot of catching up to do, and a lot of good stuff happening for this weekend. Yeah, uh, your setup looks great. My setup, a little dry as always. Uh, we're working on that. Without without further ado, let's just get started. Uh, very good breaking news, and there's some Christmas games for you guys that love college basketball, I will definitely be tuning in. But obviously, let's just start with the breaking news. Uh, first of all, Florida's Keontae Johnson has been released from the hospital. Uh, very exciting news, very good news. And it seems that he will fully recover. Still unsure in the season and what his future holds. Uh, but it seems like it is a heart condition uh, due to the coronavirus. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we just want the best for him. And I mean, he's, he, it seems like he's doing pretty well. So, uh, yeah, we're just very happy for him, his family, and all Florida basketball. And, uh, yeah, I mean, still keep, his, keep your prayers up uh, for him. I mean, he's still going through it. He's not 100% back. It takes time, obviously. So uh, definitely keep him in your prayers still. But, uh, yeah, it's just good to see that he's doing well because he's a very good basketball player. And uh, he, has a, he had a ton of potential. And hopefully he can still get back on the court someday. Yeah, um, he's been a first-rounder of all mock drafts. But at this point, uh, we just want all the best for his health. Obviously, seeing his message on all his social media platforms, that was great to see. And, yeah. Yeah, indeed. And uh, next piece of breaking news, pretty pretty sad news, but very interesting news if you ask me. And uh, Chicago State, they have actually opted out of the 2020-2021 season. And believe it or not, it's not really due to COVID. It's due to kind of injuries. So uh, it's pretty interesting. So – they had to cancel their game against Iowa State on Tuesday because only five guys could suit up for this game that were actually able, that were actually on the roster and able to play. And the rest of those guys were injured. And believe it or not, Chicago State obviously 0-9 to start their season. I mean, no offense to them, but we didn't really expect anything that high of them. We kind of had them pretty low in our rankings for their conference. And uh, for most of these games, only one coach has been present on the bench. So that's also – some pretty surprising news and pretty strange news because usually you got three or four coaches usually on the bench. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Chicago State only has one, and they've had five, six, seven guys for most of these games as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a very crazy story here, and it's probably not even COVID uh, issues here. It's just injuries. So uh, what are your thoughts on Chicago State often out this year? Yeah, very interesting move. Uh, we've seen that when uh, sometimes that uh, teams are short, they will bring in some other athletes like swimmers or football players even and have them suit up and just not play, just have them be on the bench. Uh, but here, I guess they just wanted to cancel the season. I mean, it's true that they were in the bottom. Uh, they were probably going to be one of the bottom three teams in their in the West Coast Conference, West, no, Western Athletic Conference. So, yeah, um, logical move here. But obviously, I would have liked, liked to see them play out the season. Yeah, I mean, we never want to see a team just go out and opt out of the season. I mean, no matter how good or bad you are, we want to see you guys play. I mean, that's the beauty of college basketball. We want every team to play the same amount of games and just have fun out there and just be good. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this just isn't the case for Chicago State, sadly. And uh, last year, 
very similar case with Nebraska. And like you said, they had to bring in swimmers and football players, and they didn't even have enough scholarship guys on the team uh, at some points of their season. So it was pretty crazy stuff there for Nebraska last year. But this year they're doing pretty well so far. Love to see what happens, though, as the season rolls on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all we got for the breaking news. So it is now time for the recap. Yeah, and uh, top 25 matchups, they, they never disappoint, obviously. Uh, the first one, number three, Kansas, takes care of business at home versus number seven, West Virginia, winning by 14. Sean McNeil, he was dominant in the first half of West Virginia. He was dominant in the second half, too, but Kansas found a way to stop him and dominated them. Uh, they looked like a, the number three team in the nation out there uh, yesterday or the other day. Uh, number 23, they were down 16 with 15 minutes left, and all of a sudden they just they went on a huge run. And they defeat number 11, Rutgers, by 12. E.J. Liddell, he continues to shine for this Ohio State team. And they look pretty good compared to the other teams in the Big Ten. In the last top 25 matchup, number 13, Creighton, you know those are my national champions. They win a, uh, a good game against number 22, Xavier. And for Xavier, that's their first loss of the season. Adam Kunkel, you know he hit the game-winning buzzer beater three against Marquette. He could not hit the game-tying game, win game tying three uh, at the buzzer against Creighton. So, yeah, those are the top 25 matchups. Uh, let's get you with the other top 25 teams. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, uh, every other top 25 team won, except a couple. We'll get to that after the actual top 25s. So, first and foremost, number one, Gonzaga. They did defeat Northwestern State twice, back-to-back -back days, but you got to give Northwestern State some credit here. You you doubted them a ton, and you were, you were making them uh, feel bad, and you were joking about them, but they actually held their ground the second game. And I think they lost by maybe 15 or so. So, uh, yeah, I mean. By, uh, I think, 18. I mean, the first game, I know it was, it was 38. The second yeah. game, it was closer than, than yeah, it was less yes. than 20. Yes. So, you got to give them some credit there because you said they get blown out by 100. I give them a lot of credit. And they also played a third straight day. They faced uh, Washington State, and they only lost by 10. So, yeah. Uh, Hopefully that prepares them for their, their conference game, conference slate. Yeah, and it's, obviously it's very hard to stop the number one team in the nation, and they're rolling. I mean, Gonzaga is definitely rolling, and it looks like no one can stop them so far. So Northwestern State held their ground. Got to give them some respect there. But now moving forward, number two, Baylor. They destroy Arkansas Pine Bluff by 57 points. Uh, we would like to see them play some competitive games this season, and they really haven't played one. I mean, they're supposed to play Gonzaga earlier this year, and you know what happened with that story. So now moving forward to number four, Iowa. Uh, they bounced back with a win over Purdue. Garzilla doing Garzilla things despite playing the 7-4 Zach Eady and Trevion Williams. He only had 22 points and nine rebounds, which is it's good for normal players, but for Garzilla, a little bit of a down game, but uh, still, it's, it's still very good numbers for him. And uh, number five, Villanova. They destroy Marquette in night, by 19 in Biggie's play. Pretty surprising loss here for Marquette, and they, I believe they're now 5-5 five and five in the season. And you look at some of their wins, like against Creighton and Wisconsin, and you look at some of their losses, and not even Villanova, but a couple other bad losses. So a pretty crazy story there for uh, Marquette so far this season. Number six, Houston, opened up with American play, uh, beating Temple. Uh, Houston now 6-0 in the season. Number eight, Tennessee, very good wins against St. Joe's and uh, South Carolina Upstate. Uh, like, like Baylor, Tennessee needs to play some better competition. I don't know where that will come, but need to see it soon for Tennessee. I know you might have mixed feelings about that, but still. Uh, number nine, Wisconsin, my team, obviously. They did defeat Nebraska. Uh, only 25 first half points for this Wisconsin team, but they erupted for 42 points in the second half. And number 14, Missouri. Uh, this was a really crazy game. They survived against Bradley as of late. 
Xavier Pinson hit an and one layup, and he made the free throw to give Missouri the win, and they only won by one point against Bradley. And uh, Bradley almost defeated Xavier earlier that year, and uh, earlier this year, sorry. And we talked about that game, and we said this game was going to be close and definitely did not at this point. Uh, number 15, Texas Tech. They do survive against Oklahoma. Michael Cullen with a very acrobatic layup to give Texas Tech that win. And number 16, Virginia. They finally play a game, and they beat William & Mary. This is their first game since December 4th, so it's, it's been about three weeks since Virginia has played. It's good to see them back on the floor. And uh, number 18, Illinois. They do bounce back with a win over Penn State. Ayo Dusumu doing Ayo Dusumu things. Another 30-point game for him. Number 21, Florida State. Uh, they bounce back with another win against Gardner-Webb. Florida State has yet to play a road game yet, believe it or not. They are 5-1 and one now, so the first six games are at home. like to see them play on the road soon. And finally, number 24, Virginia Tech. They do get a win over Longwood. Expected win, maybe. But Longwood's not the greatest of teams. No offense to them. But, yeah, Virginia Tech back in the top 25 now. Good to see them get a win. What are your thoughts on all these games here? Yeah, um, some of them are giving me games, obviously. Uh, the, the Missouri Bradley game I'll get to later. But like you said, Baylor and Tennessee, they should be playing some more competition soon since conference play will ramp up. Uh, Wisconsin, obviously a great win. Texas Tech, a great win. That Oklahoma team is, is a tough out in the Big 12. Uh, Virginia, that was expected. Illinois, that was a very good win. Penn State had them in the, in the first half. Uh, Kofi Coburn, he looked like a big dude out there for Illinois. He just looked like he was playing with, with little kids. And when, when they were involved in a fight, he, was, he just looked so big compared to the rest of the Penn State team. And that just looked crazy. And, yeah, that's all I got for the, for the other top 25. Yeah, definitely. And uh, a couple of top 25 teams did not play a game. Obviously, Oregon was supposed to play UCLA. That game did get postponed. A couple other games got postponed. But, uh, yeah, for the majority, most of the top 25 teams did get a game these past three days. And uh, upset of the week now, we got an honorable mention and a uh, winner here for the upset of the week. Uh, NC State do take down number 17 UNC in ACC play. Uh, NC State won this game by three. NC State's a sneaky 5-1 team to start their season off. Only loss coming to St. Louis. And uh, UNC, obviously, we talked about this in the last episode. Uh, they were ranked a little too high in our top 25 personally after being Kentucky, and it definitely shows here with the loss to NC State. Uh, obviously, give credit to NC State, very good team, and they had a couple of uh, guys not playing who usually play on that team. So a uh, very good one for them. And they all mentioned upset. Northwestern does it again, man. They beat Indiana by seven. This is the first time since 2006 that Northwestern has single-handedly been solely in first place and Big Ten Conference play. So a very interesting stat there. What were your thoughts on those two games here? Yeah, um, NC State, I called that one. Obviously, we said UNC was a little too high. Uh, Kentucky win doesn't really weigh as much as it does normally. And from Northwestern, oh, man, that's a scary team. It's looking like a scary team now. They're first in Big Ten. And uh, that future is looking bright, especially with the recruiting class coming in for Northwestern next year. Yeah, and the crazy thing about this Northwestern win, it wasn't even Boo Booey who was doing the stuff against Michigan State. It was a lot of other guys who contributed and got the scoring done for Northwestern in this game. So uh, it shows that they're pretty deep in their rotation. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to see what this team can do. I mean, we didn't really have that many high hopes for them, but they're already over-exceeding our expectations so far earlier this season. So uh, definitely watch out for Northwestern on your radar, and we're going to talk about them in our upcoming slate, which is coming up in a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. And the best performance of the past couple of days, Michael Green the third of Bryant, 33 points, five rebounds in the upset win versus UMass. And how about Bryant? I think they're 7-2 and two this year. Uh, they look legit in the, in the Northeast Conference, don't they? 
Yeah, they do. And uh, it's kind of scary. I mean, we thought this team was going to be a three or four or even five uh, seed in that NEC conference this year. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're first right now, believe it or not. And they're doing a lot of very good things. Uh, personally, I didn't expect this win over UMass. I thought UMass was going to be a pretty solid team in the A-10 this year. But uh, so far, UMass has not had a, the greatest of starts to their season. But uh, yeah, Bryant seems to be getting it done so far. Really excited to see what they can do as Northeast Conference play continues to ramp up. Mm -hmm. And Bryant is almost top 20 in every offensive metric. So their offense is very high powered, led by Peter Kiss, the Rutgers transfer. And I'm excited for this Bryant team in the, in the Northeast Conference. Definitely. And uh, believe it or not, you're actually looking to go to college there. So who knows? Me. Yep. Basketball, if you're watching, maybe you have to recruit this man. But uh, I don't want to say that anymore because usually we tend to jinx that when we say to recruit this man. So, uh, yeah, we should now move on to the best game. So I know you did talk about this earlier, but what was your best game of the past three days? Yeah, um, Missouri versus Bradley. I was really hoping Bradley would win. And interesting fact, every time we've covered Bradley, to the, uh, and I've chosen them. They've lost by one. Uh, they've lost by one to Xavier. They lost by one to Missouri. And that, that game against Missouri was just heartbreaking. Uh, you just got to make free throws. And I, I still don't understand why college players cannot make free throws at a high clip. I, I, I would never understand that. Especially, yeah. especially in the front end of a one and one where you, where you got to make the free throw and have a chance for a second free throw. I mean, at least make the first free throw. It's, it's free points when the, when the clock is stopped. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really crazy to watch. Like I definitely agree with what you're saying. Uh, free throws have definitely been a struggle for a lot of college basketball teams so far. And all these games that are decided by maybe one, two, or even four or five points, it all comes down to free throws in my opinion. And uh, some of these teams are shooting horrible. I mean, horrible from the free throw line. I don't have exact metrics or stats of that, but if you looked it up, I bet you it's probably, I don't even know, maybe 70 or 80%, probably less than that, but I don't really know the stats off the top of my head. But, yeah, I mean, obviously free throws were a big problem in that game that you said, uh, Missouri versus Bradley. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it just shows. I mean, a couple other games you could even mention too. Kansas Creighton uh, a couple weeks ago. Sure, Marcus Zagorowski missed the actual game tying one. But, I mean, if you made one earlier in the game, it would be a different story there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, free throws definitely been a struggle there. But now we're moving forward to my best game. And speaking of Creighton, uh, Creighton versus Xavier was my best game. And, uh, obviously, for, this, for the most part, it was a very close game. Creighton did go up by, I think, 10 or 12 uh, midway through the second half. But uh, Xavier did make a little bit of a comeback. Well, obviously, Creighton maintained that win. And uh, Xavier obviously had picked on the win. Very sad that they lost. Uh, but hopefully they will remain in the top 25. They might not, but we'll definitely see what happens. But Creighton, this is a good win for them. They just got to get a couple more wins, and uh, they could be back in the top 10 in no time. Mm -hmm. And now for the upcoming slate. Obviously, today is Christmas Day, and the bas college basketball scheduling gods blessed us with some, some Big Ten action on this lovely day of this lovely Christmas Day, starting off with number nine, Wisconsin, versus number 12, Michigan State. Uh, great game off the bat. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, I mean, this is a great recipe for a good day, and we're starting off very good with uh, my boys, Wisconsin, getting this win here. Uh, by, by, by no means is it a very uh, gimme game, but uh, I think Wisconsin can pull out this win. Obviously, Michigan State, they've looked all right. I mean, obviously, the loss against Northwestern is definitely a setback in my opinion, but uh, Wisconsin's been rolling. So give me Wisconsin winning this game. If they get this win, you might see this team in maybe the top seven, but uh, we'll definitely see what happens uh, with this game today. Yeah, obviously you're repping Wisconsin. 
Uh, right now, I'm repping Tatum. You know, if you guys didn't see it, uh, game-winning bank three over Giannis to win against the Bucks. Insane shot, would you say? Yeah, I mean, we didn't even talk about NBA happening, but uh, yeah, the first day of NBA, terrific games, and uh, obviously a ton of games happening today, and those games are not going to disappoint either. So definitely tune in to the NBA or college and spend a nice day watching some basketball during Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going with Wisconsin too. Michigan State did not look the best against Northwestern. There will be better days for Tom Izzo's team. I do not think today is the day for that. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, I do believe it or not, I have Michigan State posts are still back there. It's a little bit hard to see because obviously it is nighttime, but you still, it's still back there. So uh, maybe the curse is still alive, but I have to rep with Wisconsin. I mean, you know what I'm doing. But, uh, yeah, moving forward to the next Big Ten game we got. We got Maryland, who's looking to bounce back and maybe get a very good win here. Going up against Purdue, who obviously just lost their last game. Uh, this should be a this should be a toss up game, as most Big Ten games are. What do you got one in this game? Yeah, I got Maryland. Of course, I'm very high on them, especially Mr. Big Ten Player of the Year, Aaron Wiggins. Although I do have a different opinion, that's not Walker Watts or Aaron Wiggins now. Um, but yeah, I don't want to jinx it because every time I mention those two names, uh, they don't they don't really perform as well as I I think they will perform. But yeah, I'm just gonna go Maryland here in a, in a, in a toss up game, like you said. Yeah, I'm taking the opposite in this game. I am picking Purdue. Uh, obviously, they just lost their last game but to Iowa, no surprise. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think they definitely bounce back. I mean, I think Purdue's front court is much better than Maryland's, in my opinion. Sure, Maryland might have a better backcourt, but Purdue's front court is much better and Zach Eady and Trevion Williams. So, give me Purdue win this game. But, honestly, like I said, toss-up game, in my opinion. It could go either way. But Purdue, they've been, they've been pretty solid so far, even with, with, even with that loss to Iowa. So give me Purdue win this game, but I can see this game going either way. Mm-hmm. In the Big Ten, it's always competitive and should be another competitive game at number 19, Michigan versus Nebraska. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, I think it all depends on if Nebraska can hold, hold Michigan in the second half. The first half will definitely be a story for itself. Obviously, it was last game when they played Wisconsin. It was 25-24 at the end of the first half. Wisconsin was winning by one. But then the second half, Wisconsin, like I said, they blew that game out, and they won by maybe 15 or so. So it all depends on the second half, and I don't think Nebraska will be able to stop Michigan in that second half. So give me Michigan uh, winning this game. But I could see Nebraska maybe winning this game, but I do have Michigan uh, easily, maybe easily win this game, but we'll never see what happens. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the opposite. I'll go with Nebraska this one in an upset, but in my opinion, it's not really an upset. I don't know how Michigan is 19 in my opinion. Uh, they should be in the lower 20s if, if you ask me if at all, but yeah, uh, I think, I think Nebraska will pull this one off, especially at home. Yeah. I mean, we definitely both agree with that. Uh, Michigan being very high at 19, especially not playing a game uh, this past week. If that was in our last episode, definitely check that one out. If you did not see that that one, but uh, yeah, rounding off today's slate, uh, obviously the last of the big 10 games, number four, Iowa going against Minnesota. This game should be a very good one. And it's kind of under the radar. If you ask me, Uh, who do you got one in this game? Yeah, um, Liam Robbins, he's in, a, he's in the middle tier of the big men in the Big Ten, and, and Garzella's in his own tier, like way above, the, way above the screen above me. And, yeah, I'm taking Iowa and Garzella all day. Yeah, uh, believe it or not, I think it is a battle between Marcus Carr from Minnesota and Garzilla from Iowa, and the matchup will basically be between the supporting casts. Sure, you got Liam Robbins, you got Sir Both Gatch on one side, 
But then you got McCaffrey's, you got CJ Frederick, you got Wiscamp, you got a ton of guys and a ton of shooters on this Iowa team. So uh, personally, I think Iowa will win this game. But Minnesota, they could keep this game pretty close. But give me Iowa uh, winning this game here. Mm-hmm. And that's all for today's slate. Tomorrow's slate should be another good one. Starting off with the in-state battle, Kentucky versus Louisville. Who do you have? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, this game has been very heated for the most part this whole offseason. Uh, both teams were saying that the other team was scared to play them, especially Louisville side. They said Kentucky was scared to play them. And by the looks of it so far this season, maybe they might be because Kentucky is not looking very good. But uh, regardless, give me Louisville winning this game. Uh, obviously, they, they, had, they lost to Wisconsin. They got blown out by Wisconsin. But uh, I think Carl Jones will be playing in this game, hopefully. If not, it could be a different story. But if he does play, I think Louisville will win this game. But it's obviously, it's going to be a heated game. It's going to be very close. But give me Louisville winning this game here. Mm-hmm. Carl Jones will be playing. He played last game against Pitt, and they, and they won uh, that game by 10. I'm still taking the Kentucky here. I'm still optimistic they will turn their season around. And I'm just going to hopefully win this, this matchup right here. Yeah, I mean, I forgot Louisville did play Pitt. Uh, I, I remember I changed my pick last second uh, in that game. Thankfully, I did because I'd be down a game in our little in our little uh, matchup predictions we got here going. But, uh, yeah, moving on to the next matchup. Uh, this one's a very solid one, in my opinion, and another American matchup. Number six, Houston. Obviously, they just beat Temple. They're going up against a very good American team who's pretty underrated so far in UCF, obviously getting their last win against uh, Florida State. So who do you got one in this game here? Yeah, I got Houston winning this game, um, but I'm not. I won't be surprised if UCF will win this game. And if UCF does win this game, uh, give them a number next to their name, possibly. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Uh, I got Houston winning this game, but uh, yeah, like you said, if UCF does win this game, gotta give them a number next to their name and see what they can do when they are ranked. But uh, regardless, this game should be a very good one, and uh, both these teams obviously looking pretty hot so far. But this game, yeah, it's a very under the radar game for this uh, game. Uh, tomorrow. Mm, speaking of both hot teams, uh, number 23, Ohio State, they're, they're coming off a huge win, a, a late run to beat the beat Rutgers. They will be facing the even harder Northwestern. Who do you have here? Yeah, this game, another Big Ten game. It's a toss-up game. Uh, I'm going with the underdog. Give me, give me Northwestern winning this game. They're going to keep their streak alive and keep rolling the 3-0 in Big Ten play. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to watch this game, especially. But give me Northwestern pulling off this win here. Yeah, give me Northwestern as well. Their momentum is, is crazy right now. Uh, I, I think they would continue with that momentum. And, yeah, go Northwestern. Yeah, next game should not be a game to not watch. You definitely have to watch this one here. Uh, number one, Gonzaga going up against number 16, Virginia. A couple weeks ago, you could say this was a one versus four matchup, but now it is a one versus 16 matchup. But regardless, who do you have winning this game? Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to go with Gonzaga here just because they're 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 dominant. They're they're just dominant. There's no other word to, to describe them. Uh, I think Virginia will limit them. I really want Virginia to win, but I just think Gonzaga will win. Yeah, I mean, personally, I definitely agree. I do want Virginia to win, but I don't think they'll be able to maintain Gonzaga's offense and scoring. So, with that being said, I am picking Gonzaga, but Virginia could definitely hold them to maybe around sixty or seventy points. I mean, Gonzaga's been averaging probably 90 points. I'm not sure exactly, but it's been around 90 uh, for most of their games so far this season. So uh, I do, I am picking Gonzaga winning this game, but Virginia could keep this game very close and maybe limit them on the offensive side of the ball. 
Mm-hmm. And back to the Big Ten matchups. Indiana faces off against number 18, Illinois. Who do you have here? Yeah, bold prediction here. Another Big Ten game. I'm going with Indiana winning this game. Sure, they lost their last game to Northwestern. Michigan State lost to them too. So, sure, it balances itself out kind of. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a battle between Trace Jackson Davis and pretty much A.O. Dusuma and Kobe Coburn. Uh, sure, Trace Jackson Davis is a dog. Sure, Kobe Coburn and uh, A.O. Dusumu are very talented guys. But uh, something just tells me Indiana will win this game. Uh, I just got a hunch feeling, so I'm going with Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana has not looked great. I think they're 0-2 in Big Ten play now. And I'm taking Illinois here, who's coming off a win against a, a very solid Penn State team. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Indiana, their uh, fellow rival Indiana State will be playing against Drake in a very good matchup here, mid-major matchup. Uh, who do you got winning this game? Yeah, I believe Drake is 9-0. Yeah, uh, They're undefeated. I don't know the number, yeah. but they're undefeated. And nonetheless, they have a zero in their loss column. Uh, this is conference play. This is the Missouri Valley Conference. I think that zero will end uh, tomorrow against Indiana State. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to agree with you. Drake obviously exceeded our expectations so far, but now it is conference play. Indiana State, we both have them in the top four of the Missouri Valley Conference this year. So Indiana State, I do have them winning. But if Drake wins, uh, Drake might might be a sleeper team to watch out for in the Missouri Valley Conference. Mm-hmm. And next, a great, Amer- a great America East matchup. Hartford takes on UNH. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, I mean, I have UNH winning this one. Uh, they're hopefully going to be pretty good this year, but definitely – I don't think I don't really, I haven't really seen them play so far this season. So uh, I am picking UNH winning this game, but I think uh, when we talk about them uh, in the following games, uh, this could be a different story. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking UNH as well. As you recall, way way back uh, in the America East conference preview, the very first conference preview we covered, I said uh, the America East will run through Durham, New Hampshire this year, and I'm still gonna do that. I'm still picking them. Yeah, very bold pick there, but we will see UNH uh, coming up very shortly. So our final matchup of the uh, tomorrow slate, we got a Norfolk State going up against George Mason. Who do you got winning this game? Yeah, I got George Mason here. Norfolk State, they're one of the better HBCUs. Uh, I think they'll keep up against George Mason. But Yeah, I definitely agree with this as well. I am picking George Mason, but uh, this game could be a little bit closer than expected. But uh, Norfolk State, pretty solid team, but uh, George Mason might be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And for Sunday slate, uh, let's kick things off with the same matchup, Drake versus Indiana State. Uh, obviously, the scheduling for, for most conferences, most mid-major conferences will be like this. Uh, but who do you have in the second matchup between them? Yeah, I mean, you know you know what I am now. When it's a doubleheader, you usually go one-on-one unless you, the team is a little bit better than the other. In this case, Drake has shown that they could be in that one-on-one column. So I am picking Drake winning this game, and this series will go 1-1 in my opinion. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you this time. Normally, I pick 2-0, but this time, I think both teams are, are equal. I'm going with the one-in-one split like you. Yeah, you're hopping on my wave now. And uh, next game is another doubleheader uh, coming from the America East, like we just said. Uh, Hartford going up against UNH once again. Uh, who do you have winning this game? Yeah, I'm going with the 1-1 split once again. I know I, I kind of have a bias towards UNH in the America East, but Hartford's shown enough for me to give them that 1-1 split. Oh, and look who's following me. Uh, you're trying to keep up with me in the uh, predictions. And you know me, I'm the one-on-one guy. So I got to go with Hartford winning this game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, UNH could pull off two wins. 
But uh, I just think this, this series will go 1-1 in my opinion. So I'm picking Harvard winning this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of the America East, let's continue with another matchup in, in that conference. NJIT versus Vermont. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, I mean, Vermont, they they went one-on-one with UMass Lowell. And uh, NJIT, uh, they played Temple. They did lose that game. But uh, I do have Vermont uh, winning this game here. Uh, Zach Cooks is very good for NJIT, but I don't know if he'll be able to stop Steph Smith and all of that Vermont team. So I am picking Vermont winning this game here. Yeah, and the one time you don't pick one-on-one, Vermont goes one and one, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I, I keep going one on one now, but uh, it is what it is. I expected better from Vermont, but obviously the one one curse haunted me. Yeah, I'm picking Vermont uh, like you. NJIT, they kept up with Temple, surprisingly, but I think Vermont is just a, a lot better team. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And uh, next game up, uh, pretty solid mid-major game, but uh, Southern Illinois, they've been rolling, and they are 6-0 and now. They just beat Butler the other day, so watch out for them. And they're going up against Evansville, who hasn't looked the greatest so far this season. But uh, you know that they're known for an upset game here or there. Who do you got winning this game? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Southern Illinois. Obviously, they're rolling. I think they'll continue rolling. In the Missouri Valley Conference, uh, even with the loss of A.J. Green in Northern Iowa, who should be struggling now, uh, there are some other teams in that conference that are stepping up big time for that, for that conference. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we will talk about some of those teams later in the uh, slate. But uh, I am picking Southern Illinois still. Uh, they've been rolling. They beat Butler. I watched that game. They looked very solid for the most part. So give me Southern Illinois, keep rolling, and going to 7-0. and Mm-hmm. And uh, continuing with the Missouri Valley Conference, Illinois State versus Loyola Chicago. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, I mean, this game's a pretty solid one, but I think Loyola Chicago is a little bit uh, favorited in this matchup here. So give me Loyola Chicago. Cameron Crutwig looked amazing. I don't know if anyone on Illinois State can stop him. So give me Loyola Chicago winning this game. Yeah, definitely have to agree with you, Loyola Chicago. Yeah, and speak of the devil, Missouri Valley Comets once again. Missouri State going up against Northern Iowa, obviously without A.J. Green. Who do you got winning this game? Yeah, uh, I got Missouri State. They're 3-0. and They're coming off a, a terrific win against Little Rock. And speaking of the Missouri Valley, uh, let's get to your, your, your game, your pick here. But who do you think will come out of the Missouri Valley Conference after you say your pick? Yeah, I mean, I'm picking Missouri State here. Uh, Missouri Valley Conference looking pretty solid so far. Maybe, I say maybe this could be a three-bid conference, believe it or not. But without we see what happens, uh, I, I, I could definitely see it, man. Missouri State could be one of those teams. You know Loyola Chicago is going to make one, and one of these other teams might step up. And even without Northern Iowa probably getting that bid, some, some other teams just going to surprise us and get that bid, in my personal opinion. Three-bid, very bold. First, first extremely bold statement I've, I've heard from you in this podcast history. Uh, so, yeah, let's, keep, let's save the date. Uh, December 25th, Christmas Day, the boldest statement ever made from Matt Giglio. That's not that's not true. Uh, believe it or not, I picked McCurr Maker to win the uh, what was it the MAAC or MAC uh, Player of the Year as a freshman. That probably was the boldest prediction I have made. But uh, yeah, I don't know if that's going to actually hit. But believe it or not, but let us see what happens. I mean, conference play has not really started for Howard yet, so still a lot of predictions there. But uh, yeah, you could you could say this is a bold prediction. But uh, we'll definitely see what happens when March Madness rolls around. Yeah, uh, there's been a lot of bold predictions in this podcast. Uh, as for my Missouri Valley Conference predictions, I think it'll be a one-bid, maybe two-bid, but obviously a conference like this, it's always going to be a one-bid, sadly. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Bradley will get that auto-bid. 
just because I'm liking Bradley right now. Their defense is one of the best in college basketball. You've seen it against Xavier. You've seen it against Missouri. Uh, both lost by one to the, both those teams. And yeah, I think they're going to be a tough team in the Missouri Valley. Yeah, I mean, Bradley's definitely getting one. That's a team I did not mention. And I think Bradley and the Loyola Chicago can get those bids. And Missouri State might be that third team to get that bid. But we'll never see what happens. Uh, I mean, their non-commerce schedule, I mean, even Drake. Drake could be considered if they do pretty decent in non-commerce play. I mean, obviously, they're undefeated right now. So, very bold take. But uh, I should probably stop talking before I jinx myself here. Mm-hmm. We haven't even gotten to Southern Illinois either. Another undefeated team in that conference. But nonetheless, just to get to, uh, let's just continue on with the, these predictions. DePaul, they played their first game a couple of days ago against Western Illinois, blew them out. They will now be facing Providence in a, uh, a conference game. Who do you have here? Yeah, Providence has been rolling as of late. And uh, DePaul, sure, they beat Western Illinois, but they're going, to up, going up against a Big East team here. It's going to be a very different game for DePaul. So give me Providence winning this game and continue to roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, did Providence win their last game? I think they lost to Butler their last game. I think they – yeah, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure they did. But they beat uh-huh. Seton Hall uh, the, their last mm-hmm. second to last game or whatever. So, um, But yeah. DePaul, I would have probably chosen them here if they played the same amount of games. But DePaul has just been quarantined the whole time. They finally played their first game two days ago. Uh, obviously, they're going to be rusty against a, a team as caliber as a Providence. So I'm picking Providence here, blowing them out. Yeah, definitely. And uh, final game of this weekend slate. Uh, we got a very good, uh, big, what is it, Big West Conference uh, game here. We got uh, UC Santa Barbara going up against UC Irvine. Obviously, UC Irvine, usually the heavy favorite here. But UC Santa Barbara, this might be their conference this year. What do you got one in this game? Yeah, uh, obviously the top two teams in our Big West Conference preview predictions. I'm taking the number two team, UC Irvine here. Um, that's it. Yeah, uh, I'm actually picking the opposite here. Give me UC Santa Barbara. Uh, they destroyed Pepperdine their last game, and uh, I thought Pepperdine and you thought Pepperdine were going to win that game easy, but uh, Santa Barbara, they came out and played and won that game here. So give me them, continue to roll. I, I'm pretty sure this was my number one team in the Big West, believe it or not, and uh, I'm not sure if you picked uh, UC Irvine or UC Santa Barbara, but regardless, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to pick my favorite here and take UC Santa Barbara. Yeah, and speaking of Pepperdine, they have not been looking good. They recently lost by over 20 to uh, Cal State Bakersfield. Yeah, uh, don't know what's going on with uh, Pepperdine. Kobe Ross, if you're watching this, you got to step it up, man. Uh, I think one of us put you on the uh, All-American teams for the end of the year, maybe, but you oh, were definitely oh, you. That was you. you put yeah, yeah, I put you, yeah, yeah, you're right. I put you on there. So <laughs> I expect you to do some better things here for the West Coast Conference. But you definitely have some time to figure that out. And I know you'll get on the All-American third team probably. So continue to step it up. And Pepperdine, get some more wins, man. Come on. Yeah, and that concludes uh, today's episode. Uh, once again, we would like to say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Uh, and as for the schedule, not as good as before Christmas, but obviously teams are, are laying it back for this, for this holiday weekend. And, yeah, uh, that's all we got. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's been a while since we have done our last episode, but uh, this is actually episode 88, if you can't see, behind the lights and the uh, poster, I guess. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we are now 12 episodes away for that big milestone 100. Uh, it's been a very long journey so far, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the number 100 will probably be after the uh, new year. 
So uh, moving into 2021, that should be a very good site and hopefully a very big milestone for this podcast as we continue to move forward. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I hope you all obviously have a very Merry Christmas and obviously a very happy holiday. But, uh, yeah, like you said, uh, that's all we got for today's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. And it is always March. It's always March, baby. Thank you guys for tuning in.